0: Welcome to the On The Run Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Palmer, with... Diesel Cooney. And today we're going to be covering the MLB, the NFL, and the NBA. Um, what would you like to get started with today?
1: Um, I think I think we'll get started with um, the past games from the, the past week. Three. We're going to start off, I think, game of the season, in my opinion. Biggest comeback in well, NFL history, right?
0: Correct. That is correct.
1: Colts versus Vikings. Vikings take it 39 to 36, some notable performances here. Uh, Kirk Cousins, thirty-five for fifty-four, sixty-four percent, four hundred and sixty yards for four touchdowns. Out of from where? Where is this coming from?
0: Uh, if you ask <laughs> me, I think Kirk Cousins. He's a he's a very dark horse MVP candidate. Um, he's got he's got a good receiving core. Obviously, Adam Thielen, uh, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook is a top five running back in the NFL when used properly. And they added T.J. Hawkinson at the deadline. That's a big pickup. He was a top three tight end. It, with the Lions, and now he's with a good offense, a, a really good offense. No hate to the to the Lions; they they've been a good <laughs> offense this year. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dis Dan Campbell. He's done a really Dang. good job. They're what are they six? They've won six of their last seven. Yeah, they're I, seven and seven now. I mean they're they're making a run for the playoffs. They're making it interesting as we come down the stretch. And I think I think Dan Campbell deserves a lot of respect in the Coach of the Year candidacy. Hundred percent. I, I
1: agree. And then going out for some other great performance he got dalvin cook 17 rushing attempts for 95 yards uh, 95 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown he got me some good fantasy points like 27 yeah. something like yeah, that. that he kind of
0: that was a really big one i need i needed a big game from dalvin cook to uh for him to give me a reason to keep starting him week in uh, and week out and that was definitely a performance no, i yeah. needed uh chase McLaughlin from the colts five of five field goals 100% in a 52 yard field goal so that's that's pretty good from a uh, a kicker um you know, we,
1: got, we got Justin Jefferson, 12 receptions, 123 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Funny story, I was I was watching the game, and I saw Justin Jefferson getting all hyped for the game. I was like, oh, he's going to have a big game. And I'm in a six-man league, so my team is just stacked. I'm, like, so stacked that I have Justin Jefferson on the bench because he's going against the Colts, and they have the number one at um, guarding wide receivers. And I had him on the bench over Devontae Adams. I had Devontae Adams starting over him. And the last second, I was like, oh, he's going to have a big game. So I went to start him, but it, I was like, three seconds too late, and I kept him on the bench, and he scored 30, and Devontae Adams said like six.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> that, Ra- that Raiders game, that was something else. I watched that ending of that uh, NFL Sunday ticket. I got to see the end of that Raiders-Patriots game. That was something else. We'll get to that in a minute. That was a wild – it was a wild week 15. Probably one of the best NFL weeks I've ever seen, and it makes me really excited to see what's coming down for the playoffs. It's oh. just going to get only better from here on out. Um K.J. Osborne, 10 receptions, 157 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Matt Ryan has given up two of the most infamous comebacks in NFL history. He blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl uh, versus New England in 2016 and a 33-point lead to the Vikings on Saturday. Unfortunately, I didn't even get to watch that game. Uh, I was sleeping. I didn't get to watch it, but I woke <laughs> up. I watched the highlights, and I was like, wow, I just missed like the game of the year. Mm-hmm. But I saw two more pretty good games after that the uh, the cowboys game um sunday a little painful to watch as a cowboys fan <laughs> i'm not gonna lie and then that that raiders patriots game had a wild ending oh, i uh i'm impressed with what the nfl the, the nfl scriptwriters they're 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 getting their money right now <laughs> them scriptwriters
1: yeah they are what's that i saw this one tiktok of this dude it was it was like um like he never posts anything about nfl content which is how infamous this comeback was for the vikings he it was um, he was in the locker room. It was all the Colts players celebrating like let's go. We're up thirty three nothing on Super Bowl contenders. And it shows Matt Ryan going Super Bowl, Super Bowl. And then he you know he did yeah. what he did out there. He he did a little Matt Ryan.
0: Matt Ryan is the ultimate choke artist. He's blown. <laughs> I mean I don't know I don't know what happens when he gets up by a big lead. I feel like after you blow a big lead in the Super Bowl, you would kind of you know maybe start changing some things up. Maybe yeah. run the ball a little bit. Yeah. I know. I know Jonathan Taylor went out with a with a uh, ankle injury that game, and he's out for the season. Um, obviously, no reason to play him. They're four nine and one. You're not making the playoffs. I think they've already been eliminated. So, I mean, I don't really know what Jeff Saturday was doing. I don't know. I don't know why you bring a former player into coach, especially this early after his retirement. I mean, he's in his mid 30s. That's that's really young for an NFL head coach. So, obviously, he doesn't really know what he's doing, but. I mean, maybe he'll figure it out eventually. Or maybe yeah. they should just go find a new head
1: coach. Yeah, and then real quickly before going go on to the next game, I just want to mention that Justin Jefferson right now is leading the league with receiving yards with 1,623. And honestly, I'm thinking that he could easily break the all-time record by the end of the season at this rate with his quarterback, Kirk Cousins, who was third in the league in passing yards with 3,818, which is just short of Josh Allen's 3,857, which also kind of this is wild to me, honestly that 42% of all Kirk Cousins' passing yards were a result of giving Justin Jefferson the ball.
0: That is, that's a wild stat that you <laughs> that, don't, you don't see that much. I mean, that, that's kind of like what, um, that's like a Randy Moss kind of thing. You just throw <laughs> him the ball and just let him do his thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would imagine that probably 40% of Kirk Cousins' targets also are all Justin, Justin Jefferson. Probably up near, up, up towards like 50%. I mean, it he averages probably like eight targets a game. If that, probably, probably more. But I mean, that's what i been doing—the best receiver in the NFL. Right. Uh, next, we have the now 10 and 4 49ers against the 7 and 7 Seahawks. Uh, last Thursday night, the 49ers win it 21 to 13. Notable performances: Brock Purdy, another phenomenal performance. 17 of 26 passing, 65%, 217 passing yards, and a couple of touchdowns. Uh, a very, a very nice performance. Um, he's he's making a lot of noise. I thought I think a lot of people didn't expect much. I mean, he's beat Tom Brady. He's beat a good Seahawks team. And the 49ers clinched the NFC West with the win and are looking to knock the four, the Commanders out of the playoffs next week and hope to clinch a playoff spot.
1: Of course. And we also got you know Chris McCaffrey, 26 attempts for 108 yards and a touchdown. And we just got George Kittle here, four receptions, 93 yards, and two touchdowns. One of the best performances for him this year.
0: Uh, yeah, George Kittle. He started off really slow this year, not doing much. He would have a good game here and there, but the past three, four weeks, he's really started to look like that George Kittle from that 2019 Super Bowl team with the 49ers. He's really coming into his own, and I think the the injury to Debo Samuel uh, is gonna has raised his target rate. I know Debo will be back for the playoffs more than likely, but I think the. That injury definitely makes George Kittle a, a guy you gotta you gotta put the ball in his hands. Mm. He's a guy who needs to have the ball in his hands because he does he does so much for the team blocking wise, and uh, he's he's a great guy to have in the locker room. I mean, you never hear anything bad about George Kittle. He's a, he's a great guy. Of so, course. Uh, Brock, Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, continues to shred defenses to pieces with another win with his next game on Christmas Day versus the Commanders. Uh, next, we have. You want to cover this one?
1: Oh sure. We got uh, the Ravens versus the Browns here. Uh, the Browns win 13-3 to against a struggling Ravens team with Lamar Jackson out. Deshaun Watson, 18 for 28, 64%, 161 yards and a touchdown. You got Nick Chubb, 21 attempts, 90, 99 rushing yards. I mean, I like, I like how they're starting to give uh, Nick Chubb the ball a I little know. bit more. A,
0: a couple of games ago, he had, what, eight attempts? I mean, their offensive line isn't amazing, but when it's healthy, it's good. But healthy or not, you got Nick Chubb needs 20 attempts a game. I mean, bare minimum, 15 if you're up by a lot. Nick mm-hmm. Chubb needs the ball in his hands. He's top three running back in the league. He's hard to bring down. He shreds tackles. And um, I, think, I think Kareem Hunt's on his way out. I don't see Kareem Hunt staying this off season with the Browns. Um, some people say unfortunately, but I think there's a lot of better uh, RB2 options that they could have who will do the same, if not more, than Kareem Hunt. Um, I will say this, though, about Deshaun Watson. He is, um, he's looking better. Uh, a rough first game against the Texans. I mean, he hadn't played in uh, you know two years. That's that's a long time to not play football, and I think he's 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 looking better. I mean, obviously 161 yards, nowhere near his career best, but it's it's pretty good. He's 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 getting there. I think maybe when the Steelers play the Browns here in a couple of weeks. We might see the best Deshaun Watson performance of the year because obviously the biggest <coughs> game of the year that could have big playoff implications, big AFC North inc- imp, uh, implications. So uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's um, we'll we'll see what happens. I think I think Deshaun Watson's gonna gonna be good. I think mm-hmm. I think he'll start figuring it out more.
1: All right, we got we got um, also in here for notable performances: Denzel Ward interception. Was well, that two two passes deflected?
0: Defense, Yes. Defense.
1: All right. Yeah. We got John Johnson and Grant Delpit. Uh, with 13 solo tackles, we got J.K. Dobbins here. 13 attempts, 125 yards, and one reception for three yards. You know, he, 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 you can put him at your flex, man. He's getting receptions out there, even if it's just for three yards. He's getting those receptions.
0: Hey, PPR <laughs> league, man. I'll tell you right now, that that one reception, that sometimes that's a big, yeah. that's a big difference. That might have just
1: won you the whole week.
0: Literally. Um, <laughs> but uh, J.K. Dobbins, I remember obviously watching him from Ohio State. You know. I mean, every Ohio State running back looks really good. I mean, every Ohio State player looks really good. I mean, look at some of the quarterbacks we've sent to the league and mm. haven't done much. But then, you know, J.K. Dobbins h- had a couple injuries here and there. But when he does play, he's good. He's definitely – he could be an RB1, maybe not with the Ravens. I don't think he gets all the attempts because, obviously, Lamar Jackson uh, can run the football as much. But I think now with Lamar Jackson out, Tyler Huntley in, I think we see more production – and carries for J.K. Dobbins as we come down the stretch and the Ravens look to make the playoffs. Of course. And obviously,
1: you know, Ravens were short at quarterback, and luckily the Browns are able to capitalize on that, getting an easy win versus the divisional rivals. I mean, that's going to help them out. Are they out of the playoffs yet, or are they still in the hunt?
0: Who's that? The the Browns? Yeah. The Browns, they're in the hunt. Okay. Uh, you basically have to win out from here on out. There is no no room for error, and even if they do win out, I think they're still, they still need some help around the league. All
1: right, well. I got, I got a, a cu- quick little message here for Coach Stefanski if we want to make the playoffs. Run the ball. All right, let's go to the next game. You
0: heard it here first. If you <laughs> run the ball, it waste time. Yeah. Take notes, Kellen Moore. Thank you. Uh, the next game, this also very good contender for game of the year. Uh, Dolphins, Bills. Uh, the Bills take it 32-29 to 29 in a snowstorm. Uh, Josh Allen, 25-40, of 40, 62.5% passing percentage. Uh, 304 yards, four touchdowns, ten rushing attempts for 77 yards. Uh, Tyler Bass a game-winning 25-yard field goal to uh, send the Dolphins home. Jalen Waddle three receptions, 114 yards, a receiving touchdown, 38-yard receiving average. That's pretty good. Um, who's the, who's the better Dolphins receiver?
1: Who, who, who's Ty- better? Tyree it's- Kill or Jalen Waddle? Yeah, Tyree Kill.
0: I mean. They've had they've had a lot. Of, the, both of them have had a lot of really good games this year. I don't know. I feel um, like I mean Tyreek Hill is good, and it's good to have him, but I think long term future Tyreek Hill is not gonna be around for five more years. Jalen Waddle will be. That's true. When it comes to that point of you know re-signing the two, who are you picking? I'm probably picking Jalen Waddle because he'll be All in his right. prime. Him and two will have way m- like more more than enough chemistry. To, you know know each other's tendencies and it'll be it'll be one of the best wide receiver uh quarterback duos when when it gets there yeah. tyra kill nine receptions 69, 69 yards and a receiving touchdown and uh raheem Oster, 17 rushing attempts 136 yards and a 67 yard rush
1: that's pretty cool. And honestly, about this game, as somebody with Josh Allen on their fantasy team, this game is absolutely a dream come true. You know, he absolutely just tore up the Dolphins' defense this game. And with the win, the Bills also clinched the AFC East and a playoff spot. So big, um, big win for
0: Buffalo here. Uh, Josh Allen, definitely definitely top MVP candidate, leads the NFL in passing yards. Um, he leads his team in rushing yards, and they have three like <laughs> serviceable. <laughs> what r-
1: they have? You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, That's I mean, crazy. maybe
0: maybe not after that game, but at, at points this year, yes, he's led the team in rushing yards in a game, and I think he leads them in passing and rushing yards. That's I, crazy. I mean, their offensive line is not the greatest, so I mean, obviously, probably not a lot of gaps for running backs to hit, and they don't they don't really have the greatest running back room, like. All three of them that they would use, Naheem Hines, um, I think Zach Moss is still there. Yeah, no, that's uh, James Cook and um, Devin Singletary. They're all serviceable running backs, but they're not true RB1s. I think um, if Buffalo wants – if they don't win it this year, Buffalo has got to go all in, get a top running back that doesn't need, uh, you know, a top three offensive line to do something. Uh, I'm not sure which running backs are hitting free agency. I know Tony Pollard is hitting free agency off the top of my head. We'll see. I think Pollard would, would be good anywhere he goes. Because I mean I mean we've seen it this year. You give him the carries. Uh, he's gonna break one at some point and it's just gonna be it's gonna be good night. <laughs> so um Oh uh, yeah. That's I think I think they, they that, that's all I need. Dalson Knock, he's a good tight end. Their defense is, is stellar when it's healthy. Obviously Von Miller is out. They struggled with their safeties and their corner Tr- uh, Tredavious White being out all year. Um he's been back the past couple of games, played well. Obviously he's an all pro corner. But uh, I think I think the Bills are true Super Bowl contenders.
1: I agree. I th- honestly I think they I think they might be able to win it. I really do. I think Josh Allen tears it up in the offseason. I think he beats out Patrick Mahomes. I think he makes the Super Bowl and I think he's got a chance to win it. I mean after after he beats Patrick Mahomes, who's stopping him?
0: Uh that's true because I mean, when you face Patrick Mahomes, it's, it, it's in the division or it's in the championship round. And after that, yeah. I don't see not many offenses in the NFC that can deal with that for that uh, Bills defense yeah. when, when they're playing at their best. I think maybe the 49ers could give them a pretty good run for their money. The Eagles, Vikings, I think, I think there's only a couple of true contenders, uh, AFC and NFC. The Bills are definitely one of them. That's true. I uh, got this next one.
1: Yeah, I do. Moving on here, we got the Chiefs versus the Texans. Here, the Texans dropped a one twelve and one with the loss. of so the Chiefs goes eleven and thirteen, Chiefs going to take it thirty to twenty four, which is kind of disappointing for them. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, Christian Kirk, is Christian Kirksey,
0: Christian Kirksey, yeah. yeah, Christian Kirksey. That's
1: correct. He got nine tackles, two assisted tackles, and a sack. Patrick Mahomes. 36 for 41, 87.8%. Those are, like, Madden numbers right there. 30, 336 passing yards, two touchdowns, five rushing attempts, 33 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. Travis Kelsey, 10 receptions, 105 yards. Even Juju Smith getting in there, getting 10 receptions, at 88 yards himself.
0: Um, That's that's wild. I did not know Mahomes threw for 80, basically 88%. That's <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. That's, that, that is some Madden on rookie level stuff right there. Yeah um that's that's wild I didn't know that um the Texans they're they're playing good as of late I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw shade on Lovey Smith he's he's a young head coach with a really young team but there's a bright future there I think they just need to find their one quarterback Damian Pierce is uh, a potential offensive rookie of the year obviously he's out right now with injury but all year he's been uh he's been running the ball really well and I uh uh, I had, I liked having him in my fantasy for a couple weeks. He did did some pretty good things, but they're they're starting to put it together. Um if, you, if they play like this next year, or they start off like this next year and then get better like they have been towards the end of the year, they'll be they'll be a middle of the pack team a, a team that'll finish, you know, 9 and 8, maybe in a wild card spot. Just just the way that they're getting better and they have a they have a they have an all-right defense. Um not a lot of expensive players, so obviously time in the offseason, money in the offseason to get better. So we'll, we'll see what they do as, obviously, they've been eliminated from playoff contention already.
1: Obviously, of course, you had another dominant performance here for Patrick Mahal. Oh, <clears throat> shoot, my bad. I meant Kermit the Frog. He has them a surprisingly <laughs> close win versus the Texans. Uh, I picked up the Chiefs defense for fantasy, and they got me five points, which is a major letdown. Mad disappointed in them.
0: Um, yeah, um, not a good look. But uh, Chiefs contenders, yes, no.
1: Gee, yes, of course. I mean, okay. as long as they got Patrick Mahomes, they're a contender. Like you can give Patrick Mahomes a preschooler that they just whipped out that's like 200 pounds and can't, can't run. You can give that wide receiver to Patrick Mahomes, and he'll make it work
0: like every time. That's fair. I'll probably throw him like six no luck passes in a game for 300 yards for no reason. Yeah. Um, a kind of a boring one. Steelers Panthers. The Steelers moved to six and eight, and the Panthers dropped to five and nine. Steelers win it 24 to 16. Uh, DJ Moore. Five receptions, 73 yards, and a touchdown. That's pretty good. And, I mean, DJ Moore, uh, surprisingly, still a Panther. Everyone thought he was going to go somewhere else at the trade deadline. Uh, I don't think he finishes next year as a Panther. I think I think he's going to want out. I don't know if P.J. Walker or Sam Darnold are good enough to throw him the ball. Uh, Najee Harris, 24 attempts, 86 yards, and a touchdown. Jalen Warren, 11 attempts, 38 rushing yards. Uh, one reception, 11 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, like I said, boring game. Uh, on, on to the next we'll uh, we'll leave that there for you Steelers fans yeah. uh, the Lions uh, like I said earlier they've won six of their last seven they improved to seven and seven with a 20 to 17 win over the New York Jets who also have been very impressive this year not what I expected at all but they, they have a really good defense um, a good rookie wide receiver Garrett Wilson shot out Ohio State he had four receptions 98 yards CJ Uzama the tight end two receptions 48 yards and a touchdown and Amon Ra, Saint Brown, seven receptions, seventy-six yards, and one rushing yard, for one rushing attempt for six yards. Of uh, Lions, a game-winning touchdown to the tight end. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. The one who's replacing T.J. Hawkinson.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say T.J. Hawkinson's replacement.
0: Yeah, that guy. Um, I think they both have blonde hair, so I mean, maybe it's just Ooh. a T.J. Hawkinson his, clone. His maybe
1: his long-lost cousin. Yeah, probably,
0: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, they they win. Uh. The Lions looking for a playoff, their first playoff um, appearance since 2016. This this is going to be their first time not finishing at the bottom of the NFC North since 2017. So things things looking bright for a young, a very young uh, Lions team. So here's uh, a painful one I gotta cover. you want me to do this? No, I got this. It's fine. Right. I'll, I'll just cry while I do it. <laughs> All right. The Dallas Cowboys fall to t- t- ten and four, as the Jaguars advance to six and eight with a forty to thirty four win over the Dallas Cowboys in overtime. Trevor Lawrence, twenty seven to 64 percent passing, three hundred eighteen passing yards, four passing touchdowns, three rushing yards, th- three rushing attempts for twenty one yards. Zay Jones, six receptions, 109 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, Travis Etienne, 19 attempts, 103 yards, two receptions, 24 yards. Rayshon Jenkins, nine tackles, (laughs) 10 tackles assisted, two interceptions with a game-winning pick six. Dak Prescott, 23 for 30, 76%. 256 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, five rushing attempts for 24 yards, and two interceptions. Um, and Noah Brown, six receptions, 49 yards, and two touchdowns. A, a good game by Noah Brown. I'll yeah. cover that in a minute.
1: Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you know, the Cowboys would have clinched the playoffs with the win, but they got bailed out uh, when the, um, Washington lost here.
0: Thank so. you, wa- th- th- thank you, New York. This is the only good thing you've ever done for us. <laughs> yeah, they – C.D. Lamb, seven receptions, 126 yards. CeeDee Lamb reaches 1,000 receiving yards on the year, uh, which is pretty impressive considering he had Cooper Rush throwing to him uh, for like six weeks, and uh, Cooper Rush averaged like 150 passing yards through those six games. So impressive nonetheless. Uh, Noah Brown, some can say he's the reason why that pick six happened. I'm not here to say yes or no. Hit him in the chest. You got to catch that. It would have been a first down, but first off, it's third and four. Run the ball. You have one of the best running back duos in the NFL. Run the ball. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. Cowboys clinch a playoff spot as they face the Eagles this coming Saturday, um, Christmas Eve. So, hopefully uh, hopefully <clears throat> we get back on track and, you know, keep the haters quiet because <laughs> they love to talk.
1: Oh, I, oh, gee. I love to talk. <laughs> Yeah, Eagles-Bears here, Eagles take the win, 25-20. to 20. Uh, Justin Fields, 14 for 21, 66.7%, 152 passing yards and, and two touchdowns, uh, 15 rushing attempts for 95 yards. This is as many rushing yards as Dalvin Cook. Like, just put this dude at running back at this point. Put David Montgomery at quarterback. I'm sure he can throw the ball. 12, he had 12. David Montgomery, 12 rushing attempts for 53 yards, a rushing touchdown. And he also had three receptions for 38 yards and a receiving touchdown. And I got Jalen Hurts. You you thought Justin Fields was running back? Nah, we got Jalen Hurts. He was 22 for 37, 315 yards, 17 rushing attempts for 61 yards, and three rushing touchdowns. He didn't throw a single passing touchdown this game. It was a
0: rough day to face Jalen Hurts in fantasy. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah.
1: (laughs) He he racked it up, man. He did did hit A.J. Brown for nine receptions and 181 yards. I also got Josh Sweat here on defense, Nine, five tackles. Nine tackles would be kind of wild, but he only got five. One assisted tackles and two sacks.
0: Um, the Eagles, if they get one more win, it will tie their uh, franchise record for the most wins in a season. Um, a win next week against the Cowboys will more than likely secure them as the number one spot in the NFC East. A loss, um, and uh, you probably still got to fight for it a little bit. Uh, easy schedule after that. So um, if I'm the Eagles, I would say – Jalen Hurts with the shoulder sprain potentially out this Saturday uh, would you say it's best to uh, let him let him take these next couple of weeks off get him ready for your potential first-round buy? I mean if he if he doesn't play the rest of the regular season and then you get a first-round by that's four weeks he can recover get healthy I mean and he'll come into week one or um, you know the division around looking like it's week one is that yeah. is that the best is that the best player
1: I think I think they like Jalen Hurts I honestly I think they let him rest, and then they put him in, like, sometime. They have to play him sometime in the regular season because I don't see their backup win another game with their upcoming schedule. I think they put Jalen Hurts at some point. They tie the record at least, you know. You can't stop at 12. Like When the record's 13 for your your franchise for most wins in a, in a season, if I'm, if I'm the coach, I'm playing Jalen Hurts just so uh, I can get that record.
0: Let's go Minshew Mania. Garden is the back of him, in case you did not know. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Love his stash by the way. I hope he brings it back sometime. <laughs> uh another pretty boring game, but big implications in the uh, NFC South. Uh, the Falcons drop to five and nine and the Saints advanced to five and nine with a twenty one to eighteen win over the Falcons. Uh what is this? Rashid? Shahid? I think Rashid. Rashid Rashid. Shahid. Rashid Rashid Shahid. Don't know who that is. Okay. Sounds like a Bible character. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Three receptions, 95 yards, and a touchdown. Jawan Johnson, four receptions, 67 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, For the Falcons, Tyler Allgaier, 17 attempts, 139 rushing yards, one touchdown, and one reception for no yards. Those are always fun. Cordell Patterson, 14 attempts, 52 rushing yards, uh, one touchdown, and one reception for Mm -hmm. no yards. Uh, Rashawn Evans, five tackles, five assisted tackles, and
1: a sack. And Cordell Patterson here. He recently came off an injury. He wasn't my fantasy team, but he was hurt, so I had to drop him. I needed some space. I already had my uh, IR filled up, but he's gonna he's gonna be able to find the end zone in this game. They gave him the touches. He and he got a reception out there. You know, he really got out there. It's nice to see. It's nice to see him going out there, which is quite heart heartwarming for me. But even more heartwarming, you know, is Jawan Johnson with four receptions, sixty-seven yards, and two touchdowns. Which is 22.7 fantasy points when he was projected to get 7.6. You know, like way, way to shut up the projections, man.
0: That's quite the way to boom, if you ask me. <laughs> um. Maybe game of the week. Uh, I don't know. It's there's a lot of lot of good games this week, and uh probably gonna be one of those kinds of weeks where you just remember it for a while. It was a it was a very very impressive week. Uh, mm-hmm. the Patriots drop to seven and seven. And the Raiders advance to six and eight with a thirty to twenty four win over the New England Patriots. Uh, how, how do we feel about the ending? I wanna I wanna get to the ending first. Oh. So Ramondre Stevenson, right, picks up twenty yards, right? Looks like he has a foot field ahead of him. Nope. One run Raider safety is there. Forces him to pitch it to Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers runs backwards and throws it to where Mac Jones is. Why are you throwing the ball to Mac Jones? <laughs> it's not Lamar Jackson. Hey, okay. It's not Jalen Hurts. It's not Justin Fields. He's not Michael Vick. I mean, that's a really <laughs> bad person to bring up for obvious reasons that we're not going to get into. But it's unless his thought was, "List, let me throw it back to my quarterback. Let him heave it downfield. Hopefully, somebody's open." You didn't have to do that. You, just go down. Go into overtime, and just let it be. There was no reason to throw it backwards. Uh, Jacoby Myers should be running uh, Gasters for the next three weeks with that. That was a very stupid decision. Uh, when he threw it back, it was picked and intercepted by Chandler Jones as he stiff-armed Mac Jones into the fifth century for a pick six. <laughs> uh,
1: I, saw, I saw this clip where it was, um, it was like the Raiders versus Patriots game in a nutshell, and it was this one clip from this Adam Sandler movie. He was playing football, and he went to throw, and it just went right to the defense, and he ran it, and then stiff-armed someone into the end zone, and the then Adam Sandler just went and started fighting him.
0: The Boy. <laughs> oh, that's what it's called? I couldn't think boy. about what it was called. Uh, some of you probably know the scene. It's where he picks up the football. He looks for number 52, and he throws it to him, and number 52 turns around and runs it the other way because <laughs> no comment. Um, <laughs> you want to cover these these stats? Sure. For the Cardinals game the, uh, the Patriots game
1: oh yes of course I forgot we didn't do that yet no we did not we did not <laughs> uh, 20 for 20 20 for 38 2.6 percent for Derek Carr 231 passing yards and three touchdowns uh, Josh Jacobs 22 attempts for 93 yards and Ramondre Stevenson 19 attempts for 172 yards one touchdown and two receptions and honestly a really disappointing game here by Devontae Adams as I was talking about earlier. But you know his teammates came to play his defense came to play and they barely get the win over the patriots
0: um i want to talk about the keelan cole touchdown i don't know if you've seen it yet Derek Carr threw a touchdown to keelan cole in the back corner of the end zone and keelan cole got one foot down and the other foot looked like it touched the white Ooh. should not have been a touchdown Ooh, really 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 bad call by the refs they even sent it to replay review it took five minutes for the replay review Uh, I was shocked when they ruled it a touchdown because it was called a touchdown on the field. So they needed clear-cut evidence to overturn it, call it incomplete pass. But there was more than enough evidence to tell me that was not a completion. It was out of bounds. Um, Some people are – I've heard that because that sideline, the part that he stepped on, is still part of the end zone. But the end zone is black and that part is white. That's out of bounds. If they're going to be two of the same – uh, maybe the Raiders should make that the same color so we're not all dumbfounded by something that makes absolutely zero sense. That's that's rough.
1: I didn't see that, actually. It's, I'll have to, I'll have to uh, watch it more Every time
0: them. I open Instagram, it's either talking about the Chandler Jones pick six, the Keelan Cole touchdown, in quotation marks, or the Cowboys game. So, um, yeah, it's been a... It's, it's been a week. it's been, it's been quite a week <laughs> it's in the, around the, the, the NFL. Yeah, it's, like,
1: it's a great opening week for us for this episode.
0: I 100% agree. Oh by the way, this is only gonna be this is gonna be your first episode. Um, we won't have one for a couple weeks going on Christmas break, but we will be back uh, probably posting every Friday, we hope. So uh, just want to l- let that let, let you all know right now. Um, so uh, thank you for the inconvenience. Sorry for the inconvenience, whatever.
1: <laughs> same thing. Okay. Uh, next up we got we got Cardinals, Broncos. You know, Broncos get a twenty four to fifteen win over the Cardinals, boosting them to a whole three and ten record now over the or over the Cardinals.
0: Broncos country, let's ride.
1: All right, let's ride. I don't know if we can even say that anymore. Russell Wilson wasn't playing. That's true. He didn't even get a snap.
0: Notice how the Broncos played better without Russell Wilson. Yeah. But they paid two hundred and forty million dollars for him <sighs> for six years when he's already thirty three? That's tough. Questionable. That's rough.
1: That's right. Honestly, I'd hate to be a Broncos fan right now. Because right now, I'd be riding straight to the bandwagons trade, uh, <laughs> with like the Bills or something. I, I'm
0: honestly, if I'm if I'm a Broncos fan or if I'm the NFL commissioner, I'm gonna allow Broncos fans to bandwagon with any team because um, the record speaks for itself. Uh, nice. You picked up a Hall of Fame quarterback and added a Randy Gregory. And free agency, you know, a good a good defensive end, hoping uh, you know, make it make a big difference. But Randy Gregory just probably hasn't even played half the games this year. Yeah. Very disappointing. Um, and um, let's just say Russell Wilson has not been riding the Broncos to many wins this year. Yeah, no, he's. Very, I mean, the work,
1: the, the best work I seen him do this year was in the middle of a plane aisle. So <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been doing much. But you know, his replacement, you know, he didn't do too horrible. Was it? Brett Ripien, is that how you pronounce it? Sure. All right, we're going to go with it. Brett Ripien, 21 for 26, 80%. Looking like Patrick Mahomes out there, 197 yards and a passing touchdown. Latavius Murray, 24 attempts for 130 yards, one touchdown, and one reception for twenty twelve 12 yards, I meant. Not twenty twelve yards, 12 yards. You know, get, he's out there getting your fantasy points. Jerry Judy, seven receptions for 76 yards. We got Justin Simmons in here. Two tackles, two tackles assisted, and two interceptions.
0: James Conner uh, for the Cardinals, 16 attempts, 63 yards. Touchdown, three receptions, 28 yards. Uh, it's interesting. So the, the Cardinals are on the – do you know about the Hard Knocks, the HBO Max? I do not. Um, so the HBO Max, uh, they pick a team – they do one in the offseason. The offseason was actually the, the Lions, so that's pretty cool. Um, it's interesting to go back and watch that and see where they are now because this is kind of where they wanted to be. Maybe not 500 to this point in the season, but contending for a playoff spot it's kind of where they wanted to get. Uh, and then the Cardinals are the in-season, and it's just really interesting uh, to see what it's like on the inside knowing that they've been in shambles all year. Uh, yeah. your, your Pro Bowl quarterback or – All-pro quarterback Kyler Murray is too busy playing Call of Duty. (laughs) They had to add something into his contract to guarantee he watches four hours of film a week. Um, A week. Most quarterbacks probably watch that, watch four hours of film like when they wake up every day for seven days a week. Um, DeAndre Hopkins was out with uh, PEDs, um, Performance Enhancing Drugs, for six weeks. He's come back, and him and Kyler Murray have not been on the same page very much. They've been arguing. Kyler Murray's been arguing with Cliff Kingsbury on national TV, by the way. So let the whole world see it. Uh, their offensive line, go- uh, offensive line coordinator and passing game coordinator, uh, got fired for sexual misconduct while they were down in Mexico after the 49ers game. So it's just it's not a good look right now for for the Cardinals. Uh, after last year, they were undefeated, you know to one point. And looking like Super Bowl contenders to this year. Then Call of Duty came out. And, <laughs> and then Call of Duty made, made a massive comeback, and <laughs> Kyler Murray went downhill. Um, it's just disappointing to see them go to 4-9. They have a good team, obviously. Marquise Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, good defense. Uh, Buddha Baker, uh, Byron Murphy, some 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 good playmakers on the defense. Obviously, they have J.J. Watt. Just not – I think Cliff Cairnsbury should be on his way out. That's That's just me. Um, it's not not looking, not looking too well for the Cardinals right now.
1: Did we say J.J. Watt stats?
0: Four tackles, one assist a tackle, three sacks, and a forced fumble. Probably the highlight of their season. Of course.
1: Um, honestly, here's a hot take. I don't think uh, Kyler Murray's got a future in the Cardinals for very long. Agreed. Uh, I don't. I mean, he's 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 just not been able to pick it up recently. And I mean, he's,
0: it's it's not like he has bad receivers. Yeah. I mean, he has Marquise Brown, who was really good with the Ravens and he's only he's only getting better he's young and then you have one of the best receivers in the NFL and DeAndre Hopkins and you just you can't really do anything with him it's, it's unfortunate to see and they have Zach Ertz a pretty good tight end obviously Zach Ertz he's on the older side but he he's still pretty good he's still a productive tight end mm. um, next we have the Bengals uh, advancing a and 10-4 and taking the first seed in the AFC North with the Ravens losing this week uh taking the victory 34 to 23 over the buccaneers who dropped to six and eight but for some reason are still leading the nfc south falcons panthers anybody else in the division start doing something please uh tom brady 30 for 48 passing 68 percent 312 yards and three touchdowns uh all things considered it's a pretty good game that's, huh. a, that's a very good game, for brady. Uh, that's a good game from brady 68 the percent right passing uh 312 yards three touchdowns that's it's I pretty good, probably one of his here. best. Obviously, he's had some uh, some struggles this year with getting uh, divorced and it being national news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be horrible. That is pretty oh horrible. Oh, my gosh. But all things considered, a very good game. Uh, they did blow a 17-point lead to the Bengals. Um, Russell Gage, eight receptions, 59 yards, two touchdowns, and Chris Godwin, eight receptions, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Joey B, 27-39 passing, 69% completion percentage. Uh, 200 passing yards, four touchdowns, three rushing attempts for eight yards. And Jamar Chase, seven receptions, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Tyler Board, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase all got a receiving touchdown, which is Jeez. not surprising. Yeah, didn't he
1: throw him, uh, a touchdown to four different
0: receivers? Yes.
1: And that's that's crazy, <laughs> really using his
0: weapons. Not many guys can say that, and that's, yeah, that's no. really impressive.
1: That just shows the depth that this team's got. I mean, like, that's kind of crazy, but of course, you know, Joe Burrow, he realized that um, he was actually on the dude that I'm going against this week in fantasy's team, and he realized he wasn't having good games. he was like, oh, I bet, let me just throw four touchdowns out of literally nowhere, just so he could almost eliminate me from the playoff, but you know, as always next week, Joe, and you weren't stopping Josh Allen. Questionable. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: a pretty boring game. The Chargers advanced to 8-6 with a 17-14-1 over the now 7-7 seven and seven Titans. Austin Eckler, 12 attempts, 58 yards, one touchdown, two receptions for 12 yards. Keenan Allen, uh, eight receptions, 88-6 yards, and a tackle?
1: He did. He did get a tackle. Did he? They, yeah. I, I'm assuming Justin Herbert's third and uh, he, um, yeah, Herbert threw an interception.
0: Yeah, Herbert threw two of them. I had him on my fantasy team. Yeah. It was real rough. Uh, Derek Henry, twenty-one attempts, one hundred and four yards, a touchdown, four receptions for fifty-nine yards. He led the team in rushing attempts, yards, receiving, y- rece- receptions, and receiving yards. Um, he was caught cry- crying in his car because his back hurt from so much carrying. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like uh, that. Um, tough one for the Titans fans to deal with. Obviously, best running back in the NFL, and you're seven and seven. Yeah, it's got to be tough. A lot, lot of work to do in the offseason. They picked up uh, Robert Woods, and he just – the team does not throw enough, and I think Ryan Tendenhill is should should probably be on his way out here pretty soon.
1: Yep. Yeah. Next up, we got the Giants versus Commanders. A uh, big win – from the Giants here for you. Yes, sir. Uh, they win it 20 to 12 here. No performance Saquon Barkley 18 attempts for 87 yards and a touchdown, and also five receptions for 33 yards. He also led the team in rushing attempts, rushing yards, and receiving touchdowns. Got gotcha. Jahan Dotson, is that right? Correct. Four receiving yards, 105 yards, and a touchdown. You know, weather played a huge impact in this game. Washington fumbled the ball four times and lost two of those fumbles. And the Giants only fumbled the ball one time all game. And they were able to hold on to it. So I think the weather really did impact the Commanders here.
0: Um, I want to talk about inning. I'm not sure if you've seen that either. Uh, Tyler Haneke threw the ball to Curtis Samuel and a very bad missed defensive pass interference in the end zone. Really, really bad call. Uh, NFL refs need to uh, take the blindfolds off for once. Yeah, is a really bad officiating week. Like
1: you can't be hiring Helen Keller to ref these games. Like
0: that is one hundred percent the correct way to put that. Um, bad, bad all around for uh, the Giants or for the the Commanders. But mm. um, th- thank you for losing so the Cowboys <laughs> can be in the playoffs. I appreciate you and everything you have done for my franchise.
1: There was um, was it Chase McLaughlin? at the end of the game, where he was um, on the side and he was looking at the ref to make sure that he wasn't in a legal formation. Terry and, McLaurin. Yes, Terry McLaurin, same thing. <laughs> and um, there were um, he, he was looking at the ref, making sure he was good, and the ref gave him a thumbs up saying that he was in the right formation and then reached for his flag knowing that he wasn't, and then when the ball snapped, instantly threw it out on him after telling him that he was in the correct formation.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's bad on the refs. Um, I mean that's their job. The line that that's one of the jobs of the of the, the side judge just to make sure receivers are on the ball when they're off, when they're supposed to be and are off the ball when they're supposed to be. Making sure there's enough guys on the line of scrimmage, making sure there's no false start from the center, moving the ball or whatever. It's bad. Um mm-hmm. very disappointing for the Commanders, but uh I think they still have a chance to win the playoff. They're the last wild card team right now at 7-6 and 1 in the NFC, so We'll we'll see what happens yeah. with the rest of their remaining and games. Honestly,
1: I'm not gonna lie, guys. I think that Palmer was actually that ref that did that.
0: I think. No. Yes. I did not rough that game. Yes. No. Is incorrect. Yes. I had my money on the Giants. I mean the Commanders. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. How the I, I never um knew anything about the Rams versus Packers game. I didn't look at it.
0: Me neither. Oh it really? Kind of boring. Oh, uh, really? I know the, the Packers won 24 to 12. I watched a little bit of it. Uh, There's a point in the game where uh, they turn the ball over back and forth for like two minutes. Uh, Baker Mayfield threw an interception and then Aaron Rodgers threw an interception right back. Mm. So a nice little game of a hot potato with the football.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say that actually.
0: Uh, Christian Watson didn't have a reception until the second half. Mm. Uh, Boring game. Uh, The Packers looking to hopefully make a good playoff push. We'll see what happens. I don't Know how much more they can do at six and eight? What, is that correct? Six and eight? I think so. That sounds correct. Um, what else? What else would you like to cover? Well,
1: I think we can go into we can go to MLB signings here. I'll let you do that because I don't really care what that will be. I would just like to point out though the fact that I think I've yawned like twenty something times this episode. Like each time there's a new team, I've yawned like twice. So like,
0: uh, so, so I'm gonna get into these. Can you hear me?
1: No, um, odd. Hello.
0: Okay, small um uh error by me. It's fine. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna cover these MLB standings or uh, signings. Um, been a lot of pretty big ones. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty early in the off season, so hopefully some more big ones to come. Uh, the San Diego Padres signed shortstop Xander Bogarts. That's big. Uh, questionable though, with them already handi- having Fernando Tatis Jr., who plays shortstop, and then Manny Chata, who plays third base, um, I don't know what they're going to do with Tatis. Maybe move him to the outfield. Probably what they could do. I mean, he's athletic enough. He's fast enough. Maybe not the worst idea. Definitely need to find a spot for him. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians signed first baseman uh, Josh Bell. That's a really good signing for them. I I really like that. Um, he he's got he brings a lot of pop. He's a switch hitter uh kind of kind of reminds me of that Carlos Santana when he was in his prime with the Guardians uh many 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 moons ago the Mets sign right fielder Brandon Nemo and Justin Verlander the uh AL um not MVP Cy Young very that's that's a big one those are two really big signings Brandon Nemo is a pretty good outfielder and Justin Verlander at 37 years old can still throw that thing uh Zach Green was claimed by the Mets off waivers, so their pitching rotation is getting very it's, – it's, it's, they're adding depth, and that's always important, especially when you get down to the later months and, you know, you got to play more guys because it's cold. Uh, the Phillies signed uh, Trey Turner uh, from the Dodgers. That's big. He's probably arguably like one of the best defensive shortstops in the game. Um, important for them. That's good. Uh, they, did, they were the World Series runner-up, and so it's good to see Bryce Harper get some help. Over there, the Nationals signed uh right handed pitcher Trevor Williams, he's a uh, one of the better relievers uh in the majors. A couple big ones here uh, the Dodgers retain left handed pitcher Clay Kershaw and add Noah Syndergaard, who uh, that's going to be a deadly one two punch. Where, where they put them in the rotation is up to them, but if you ask me, you got to put them one and two somewhere, you got to put one before the other. Uh, whether it's Kershaw is number one and Syndergaard's two or vice versa or maybe they're in like the middle three and four those two guys have got to be your back-to-back starters uh the Dodgers signed J.D. uh, JD Martinez excuse me uh big big power guy big home run guy as the Dodgers look to continue to hopefully win another World Series even though they always have the best team in the MLB year in and year out the Giants add uh, World Series champion Carlos Correa One of the better shortstops in the league. Hopefully the Giants, who were uh, World Series favorites for most of the year and also favorites to sign sign Aaron Judge, who they did not get. Uh, Unfortunate for them. But Carlos Correa, hopefully he can bring the Giants back to uh, World Series potential and uh, get them another World Series. The Yankees re-sign the AL MVP Aaron Judge, who hit 60-plus home runs in the regular season, which is a lot. That's a very big number. That is a very big number. I don't follow with baseball,
1: but that's a very big number. <laughs> that
0: is a very big number. The White Sox signed outfielder Andrew Benintendi. Uh, a good outfielder, good defensively, um, pretty good offensively, I'd say. He's a, kind of like an 18 home run kind of guy, which is that's pretty fair from your outfielders. And the Cubs signed shortstop Dansby Swanson from Atlanta um Atlanta is just now losing all of their stars they lost Acuna for all year last year due to injury Freddie Freeman signed with the Dodgers over the offseason after they won the World Series and now they lose their shortstop Dansby Swanson so that's all I got for the MLB um some some big signings hopefully we get some more uh when we come back from break and we can introduce uh some new some new people to the rosters would you like to keep going
1: Yes, of course. Perfect. How we'll go, we'll go to some NBA here. Let's go over the standings real quick. Bucks in at the top, twenty-two and eight. Uh, Celtics and the second. This is the East, by the way, just so everyone knows if you didn't already. Celtics in at two, twenty-two and nine. The Cleveland Cavaliers on third, sitting at twenty-one and eleven. The Brooklyn, sorry, Nets sitting at nineteen and 12 76ers, seventeen and twelve. Maybe James Harden's got to get out of the club if they want to bring that up. New York Knicks coming out of nowhere getting six here, 17 and 13. The Miami Heat, 16 and 15. A disappointment for them, in my opinion. Jimmy Buckets has got to pick it up. Atlanta Hawks, another disappointment. They picked up DeJounte Murray in the offseason. They're not doing anything with him. They're 16 and 15. Indiana Pacers, 15 and 16. Raptors, 13 and 18. Now we're just going into the the, the teams. These are Victor, Victor Weminyama sweepstakes teams. The Bulls are down here. Eleven and eighteen with with that squad that doesn't make any sense to me. Wizards at ten at 12, 11 and twenty. Magic at thirteen, eleven and twenty one. Hornets eight and twenty three, and Pistons at the very bottom of the barrel at eight and twenty
0: four. Um, who's your biggest surprise in the East right now? Uh, good and bad.
1: Um, I, th- I think my biggest surprise. I mean, for everybody, I think it would be the Cavs. Like, uh, like you can call me a biased person. But Slightly I, biased, very biased, but I can't say anything about <laughs> the Cavs. But, but I'm uh, not, I'm not gonna say the Cavs though because I I had them as finals contenders, championship contenders, before they signed Donovan Mitchell. They before they traded for him, and then they traded for Donovan Mitchell, and they got that piece that they need. And Especially with the performance they had last night. They kept the Jazz at ninety nine points.
0: A very good offensive team, by the way.
1: Yeah, and, and and they just they had them on the locks. I don't see them not at least making to the conference championship at this rate. Right. But honestly, I think I think my biggest one's gotta be the Knicks. I, I don't I don't remember them doing any big moves for big stars. They
0: signed Jalen Brunson in the offseason.
1: <clears throat> I know, but that's not really that's not really a big star. That's... He's he's solid.
0: He's getting better though.
1: He's solid, but he's, he's I mean Are you really about to tell me? that the Knicks signing Jalen Brunson is going to give them a championship.
0: No, but they have a really good team around them. Uh, Julius Randle is still, has been very good for the Knicks ever since he went there a uh, handful of years ago. Uh, I'd have to say that's probably my biggest surprise. No, my biggest uh, disappointment, the Hawks. Yeah, Everyone's – and the Heat. I think the Hawks a little bit more because the Heat didn't do much in the offseason. They only lost pieces. They didn't get any better. But the Hawks added to Murray, and everyone's like, oh – Hawks, uh, they're going to be so good, and they're not. Yeah. Like, sure, DeJounte Murray, that, like, he's great. He's a good defender, probably one of the be- better uh, perimeter defending guards in the NBA. He's 6'5", long wingspan, especially for a guard. And it, it's a good backcourt <laughs> duo, but um, obviously very disappointing from them so far. Maybe they'll turn it around. They're still, I mean, we're only 31 games into it, plenty of time to, to turn it around and, you know, get back to where they should be. And if they don't, I'd, I'd like a, I'd like a uh, play-in rematch from last year. Yes, Cavs, that'd Hawks. be great. I'd like, a, I'd like a rematch. Although I don't, I, I hope the Cavs don't drop low well enough to be in the play-in. That'd be, that'd be very disappointing yes. if you ask me.
1: I think, honestly, for me, a big disappointment. The Bulls, sitting at 11 and 18 right now. Like you can't, you can. not You got DeMar DeRozan. You got a, DeMar DeRozan big,
0: looked like an MVP last year. He did. For the record,
1: you got all these pieces and you're not doing Zach anything Levine. with them.
0: Zach Levine. I think they're going to move on from Nikola Vucevic. I think yeah. it's time. He He's old, and he doesn't he doesn't do much for that team. He's not very good defensively. He's good for rebounding, but, I mean, mm-hmm. you could sign eight different guys who are going to get you just as many rebounds, and we'll probably mm-hmm. block more shots than him.
1: Here's, here's the big theory here. The Bulls are actually tanking right now, so they can get Wem Daddy, they get Victor Webanyama, and then they trade away Vucevic for um, a peanut
0: butter and jelly sandwich. That sounds like a pretty fair trade, if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> the west the pelicans the number one seed in the west That's the new orleans crazy. pelicans zion williamson is my dark horse mvp right now 100 percent. the guy that we thought he would be when he got drafted out of duke a handful of years ago ridiculous i mean he's looking good uh the other day remember his infamous block where he blocked a guy's three-point shot because he jumped so high he did it yes. again. He did it again. Really? He did it again. Oh jeez. Uh, the Grizzlies also at 18 and 9. John Morant have another MVP caliber season. The Nuggets 17 and 10 right around where they should be. Uh, Blazers are a big surprise out of the West. Uh, 16 and 12, 4th in the West. Suns 16 and 12, 5th in the West. Um Suns are kind of in shambles ever since kind of US exposed CP3. We're not going to get into that. That's yeah. not my room to talk. But um kind of surprised Kind of surprised. Uh, Devin Booker's having a pretty good year. Uh, Chris Paul. Didn't you yeah. just
1: have, like, 48 points the other night or something like that? Yeah.
0: He had 50, uh, I think. 50. The Clippers, uh, who have barely been able to have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the floor together at any point this year, uh, being led basically by John Wall, 17-13, sixth in the West. Uh, the The Kings. Light the beam. 15 and 12. The
1: Beam team. The Beam team. team. That's
0: amazing. Um, They're seventh in the West. The Jazz. uh, My boy Laurie Markinen. Rest in peace. His career with the Cavs. Uh, He was a very. He was a baller um, last year for them. But uh, thank you for Donovan Mitchell. I appreciate it. I mean, uh, not much to say. I mean, I don't think anybody thought they'd be a winning team. Uh, They're doing good. I think. I think they could be a a very big surprise team. I think they need to get a little bit better come trade deadline time in February, but they they've been impressive. The Mavericks 14 and 14. Luka Doncic. Oh no! After you do this one, I'm about to
1: do the Warriors. Trust. I'm about to oh do the Warriors. no! Oh no! And then you can keep going. Plug your
0: ears. He's going to be loud. <laughs> the the Mavericks 14 and 14 at ninth in the West. Disappointing. Luka Doncic praises. He needed. He needs help. He had Kristaps Porzingis, and Jalen Brunson at one point, and Spencer Dinwiddie. That's not. That sounds like enough help. Enough help for anybody. If you put them on any team, I mean, they probably have more than 14 wins at this point this season. Anyways, um, take it away. The Golden State Warriors,
1: 14 and 15. Steph, Steph Curry, man. Look at Curry, man. You know, he's. I mean, he, he not was putting work, but not then inspirational. He, he got. He got hurt. He's. He's out for. Like, I think he's at three weeks. With a shoulder injury,
0: ah, uh, yeah, three weeks to a month. Uh, disappointing mm-hmm. for a team that just won the NBA title. Not much else to say. Jordan Poole is only good when he sees hot girls on the uh, <laughs> uh, court side. You're not wrong. I mean, it's a proven fact. He he ran into an old guy and he dropped eight points in the game. So, um, the Timberwolves <laughs> 13 and 15. Uh, Ship Rudy Gobert back to anywhere but Minnesota. That was the dumbest thing you could have ever done. You gave up Malik Beasley for Rudy Gobert. You did not need Rudy Gobert. Rudy <laughs> Gobert and Karl Anthony Towns cannot coexist on the same team together. Only Carl Anthony Towns can space the floor, and Rudy Gobert is only good for defense. And, like, when you watch them play, I, I mean, it's so stupid to see Rudy Gobert set a screen for Carl Anthony Towns because he can't pop. He can't shoot a three. What's he going to do, roll, when Cat's trying to drive to the basket so he can shoot a layup? It's, it's all bad. Uh, the Lakers, they've been picking it up as of late. Um, they're 11-16, 12th in the West. Anthony Davis is going to miss a month with an injury. Uh, unfortunate. The Thunder, not a big surprise, 13th at 11-17. Shy Gilgeous alexander is balling, uh, as he has been since he left for the Clippers, but uh, he needs he needs some help. Uh, the Rockets, 9-18, and 18, also no surprise. And the Spurs, 9-19. Nine and 19. I th- Okay, think about the Rockets. They have enough, like, team energy and hype around their squad, and, like, they play well together, at least for a couple players. They're going to upset some teams coming down, like, when we get down to the stretch in, like, March and April. Like, some of these teams that, like, need a win. The Rockets mm-hmm. are going to be that team that's going to, Drop 140 on you, and you're gonna, <laughs> and you're not gonna win that game. Yeah, that's just that's just what I see from the Rockets, especially as they continue to get better. Um, that's all I got for the standings. Obviously.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. I mean, I mean everything basically in the West, but the Timberwolves, and the Warriors are kind of expected, and the Mavs. I think they should be doing a lot better with Luca. I mean, this is a season where he's got to be going for an MVP, and he's in the playing tournament right now. So I mean, they really got to pick this up.
0: The bottom of the playing
1: tournament, by the way very bottom no not very bottom because we got the golden state warriors at the very bottom
0: so um we're gonna go back and post them. we're gonna turn you down whenever you do that (laughs) no yes no keep me at full value i'm not listening to this on full volume
1: keep me at full value all right let's move on to some overachievers and underachievers here
0: did we not just cover the overachievers
1: uh well we kind of did but I, i i got some down here just some players I got here for over, you know, Laurie marketing. Where he went with him, I'll
0: let you take care of this. This, is, this is all you.
1: Yeah, I got Laurie marketing here. I mean, he's been tearing it up. I was at the Cavs game last night. He was torching us like all night. This dude was hitting step back threes at like seven foot. Like it was disgusting. Got Anthony Davis, another uh, dark horse MVP here. Twenty eight points a game, twelve rebounds, two assists, two blocks, and a steal shooting almost 60%.
0: He's out of my MVP race now because he got injured. He's going to mess a month. He
1: did? Yeah. Dang. Anthony Davis is I didn't even long. know that. Yeah. As Dude. of last night, he's out with a foot injury. Which, oh.
0: by the way, I don't know if we're going to get to the trade talk. Uh, watch Kyle Kuzma go back to L.A. They Ooh. need a, they, they they need another guy now. They do. And Kyle Kuzma has been stellar for the Warriors. Or er, the Wizards. The Warriors. The Wizards. You mean the Golden State Warriors. Yes, the Golden State Warriors. No, the uh, the Washington Wizards. He's been – him and Bradley Beal have been playing pretty well. Christoph Sporzingis is also playing pretty well for Washington. Uh, anyways, continue.
1: All uh, right, and I made some under. Timberwolves, Bulls, we went over that. Rudy Gobert, like you said, all career lows, everything he's been doing, points, rebounds, assists, blocks, steals, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, everything is low from last year. You no know, I hate
0: to come with any towns, but how do your rebounds go down if you're Rudy Gobert? Carnegie Towns is yeah. not that good of a rebounder. Yeah. Maybe a double-double, but come on, Reduga Bear. Do better. Yeah.
1: And you got Russell Westbrook in here, honestly. Last year, like you thought last year was bad. He is playing worse than last
0: year, except that's for a That's a hot take. That's a really hot he's take. He's playing worse. He, but he got
1: Statistically mo- wise, he's playing worse. He got moved
0: to the bench and he started playing a lot better. Really? He, he's doing better off the bench than he was starting. That's <laughs> true. Hey, see, and this is what I thought about Kevin Love with the Cavs a couple years ago. I told my co- my basketball coach, I'm like, listen. Put Kevin Love on the bench, he'll do better. And look, look what happened last year. You put him on the bench, and he was a 14-point-per-game kind of guy, shooting really well from three. He's not getting all those minutes, so he's not getting as injured. Kevin Love has played a lot of games recently because he's not playing the 35 minutes a night as a starter. He's playing 28 as a as a six-man. That's the difference. And my coach is like, you can't put $32 million on the bench. Look what happened. Look what happened. Yeah. It's the same thing with Russell Westbrook. Russell, Russell Westbrook. Uh, You put $40 million on the bench, and he starts playing decent. Like, he had nine points, nine rebounds, nine assists last night. Obviously, not his best performance. Uh, A nice triple single from Mr. Triple Double. Um, I think he missed that memo. But, regardless, he's, um, it's, I mean, come on. He's doing better, I think, as we come down the stretch, if the Lakers can add somebody who can uh, pick up some scoring in that starting lineup, because... Other than Anthony Davis and LeBron, there's not much scoring in that starting lineup. And I think a, a guy like Kyle Kuzma would be nice. Uh, maybe somebody else. Uh, I don't know. But Russell Westbrook, he's, he's, he's in the middle. He's not underachieving. He's not overachieving. He's in the middle for me.
1: Oh, I, I, I can live with that. I can live with that My my, my takes. It's a, That's a hot take, though. Like, I mean, Russell Westbrook isn't going to be that guy that's going to come out there and win you games like he should be. I think this season was really a season where either he takes the role that he's doing right now where he's a role player or he takes his leap into being some version of his old self, and he just hasn't, which is what I personally, I expected that from him. I expected him to take just some kind of leap, at least like 16, 17 points a game, and he just hasn't. So that's why I have him there. But I think I think next up we should go over the new trophies. All that I, stuff. Hate them all. <laughs> I hate them all. I hate them all. I I. hate I, the NBA. I saw, so stupid. I saw a thing, uh, Nikola Jokic got the new Michael Jordan trophy because he won the MVP yeah. and he puts it in the back of his locker behind his clothes. In the very front of his locker is a ribbon from a horse race that he won.
0: That just goes <laughs> to show. Um, why did the NBA have to go all out with the Michael Jordan trophy, making it 23 inches, 23 feet, six, or what? Uh, 23.6 inches. It's like 23 diamond-faced uh, plate. I don't know. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, the NBA loves Michael Jordan. Nothing wrong with him. He's the GOAT, but... um. Yeah, they didn't They didn't have to change the... They could have at least named the MVP trophy. I don't know if it had a name before.
1: Um, I feel like it did. I just can't think of what it was. It's not
0: the Larry O'Brien because that's the, MB, that's yeah. the NBA Finals trophy. I know it did. I just can't think of what it was. And I know the Bill Russell is the NBA uh, Finals MVP. I, I mean, there's no reason to change the names. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, add a name, but don't change the trophy. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I mean, I guess... They've been around for the trophies have been around for basically seventy six years now, so I guess maybe it's time for you know a little bit of updating, but eh, not necessary. Mm. I do I do like the new names.
1: I I, I like um the n- the names are fine. They, the redesigns uh, are bad. The redesigns yeah, are bad. the redesigns are horrid. But I I mean that Michael Jordan that makes sense, but like and they they also got a new. War. I don't think this was a thing before, but the uh, the clutch player of the year. Jerry, Jerry West, West is a trouble. horrible candidate. I understand
0: what? Jerry West is the logo, but um, yeah.
1: I mean, I mean Jerry West. He he has a one and eight record in the finals. He averaged thirty five and five in the finals, and he played that's across fifty five finals games. But that's a one and
0: eight record. I mean, fifty five finals games. That's a pretty good sample size yeah. for uh, points and stuff. But
1: uh, yeah, and I mean his nickname was Mister Clutch, but also if my research is correct, he hit. Four buzzer beaters in the entirety of his entire career. That's 14 years, 932 games. He hit four buzzer beaters. I think Damian Lillard had more buzzer beaters than that last season. Basically. Like, that's... Now, and,
0: uh, they, they can't, they can't ch- change it to a current player because it was all... It's supposed to be Um, retired players. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying that Damian Lillard should be gone. Dude. I'm just saying. He's a pretty good candidate. Yeah. Like, when he, like, retires, when, when he does retire,
0: I, I'm starting a petition to rename it. Yeah. Like, that's great. Yeah, um, Damian
1: Lillard, across his uh, whole entire career, has hit 25 game-winning or tying shots in less games. He's played 727 games and has hit 25. That is – That's impressive. What? That's like six times, over six times – as much as Jerry West, who is the "quote unquote" clutch player, I don't agree with that. It's a very good take. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna argue that. I mean, also we got some other players down here that should have that could have gotten the award in, award instead. Vince Carter, 16 game winners. He's not he's not too clutch, but 16 game winners is a lot more. If there's ever
0: a, a dunk award, dunk of the year award. It should be the Vince Carter dunk award. Yes, I do agree with that Ray Allen.
1: I think Ray Allen should have gotten it. Fifty, he saved LeBron's or- legacy. Like.
0: <laughs> no comment. No,
1: yeah.
0: fifteen game winners. From Kobe a, from Bryant, a spot up three point shooter, by the way. Yes,
1: yeah, Kobe Bryant. If he didn't already have the All Star Game trophy, he had fourteen. Carmelo Anthony, he has thirteen game winners. This is dude. You don't know who he is. His name's Ronald Murray. He had. I would rather have Ronald Murray than Jerry West for this award. He had four game winning. He's made four game winning shots, as many as Jerry West, but he has shot 100%. My boy, if I need a shot to go in to save the universe, just, if this shot misses, the aliens are coming down and they're killing everybody, or if it goes in and they lose, I leave, want Iguodala. I want Ronald Murray. Come on. You know, LeBron James, if he was retired, he has hit 17 game winners on 34% shooting. Obviously, it's on Ronald Murray, but he has 14 game winning free throws, six game winning assists. You know, obviously, Renault Murray should have gotten the award. But even though uh, Jerry West is Mr. Clutch, he shouldn't have gotten the award. It just doesn't make sense. There's too many people that I much rather would have had over I don't
0: him. even know if David Stern, who sadly passed away, who was a longtime commissioner of the NBA, knows who Ronald Murray is. But that's a very, that's <laughs> he a very is good clutch. take.
1: That's a good take. I need this guy. He should have the award.
0: <clears throat> so some of the new names as well. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year is the new, is the now Hakeem Olajuwon Trophy, Rookie of the Year is the Wilt Chamberlain Trophy, Sixth man of the year is the John Havlicek Trophy, and the most improved player of the year is the George Mikan Trophy.
1: Honestly, I think they should have named all of them after Ronald Murray.
0: I can't I can't argue with any of these names. Yeah. The Kimmel one. I think he leads the NBA all-time in blocks. He, he
1: was the only cure for Shaquille O'Neal. Like, Facts. The only thing. Shaq Diesel. Wilt has Cham- hey, my name. Wilt Chamberlain just kind of spawned in the league, averaging 40 points a game and for dunking no, on plumbers.
0: For no reason. Yeah,
1: six-man John Havlicek. I mean, that makes sense uh most improved george Mikan. i don't really know i don't
0: i would prefer lou williams as a six man yeah year trophy
1: i don't think he's been retired for long enough though i mean especially with the people like it would be kind of weird to have like all those people that played against like all like in the i think like 2000s at the um these the guys latest. are all
0: from like the 80s and the 90s
1: no but michael jordan too because he le- he retired in 2002 with the wizards that's true i think it'd be weird to have that and then like lou williams who just retired like a couple years ago that's fair so other than that though I do think he should have gotten it. Okay, I think let's move on to um our award winners so far for the league. Let's let's do this real quick, and then I think we're oh no, then we got um we got some other things after that. It's a yeah. long episode.
0: We're at an hour right now. An
1: hour and five minutes.
0: I hope you guys have some free time. Yeah, this is gonna take a while. We like talking, huh? Apparently, this is <laughs> this is easy. Yeah, like I I originally did one but by myself during COVID, but like. 50% of it would be, uh, uh because I need I need I I needed the back and forth, and, like, I just couldn't. I didn't have it. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I give up on this until I find something, yeah. and here we are.
1: Th- just say this is the best um, sports podcast you'll find, because we, we talk about Facts. why Ronald Murray is the most clutch Facts. player. Facts. I bet
0: none of you knew who that was. Yeah, none of
1: you knew. I didn't even know. Ronnie 2K is going to make a moments card for him now.
0: They should. I'm going to contact uh, 2K Entertainment and be like, yo, listen, this dude... <laughs> Ungodly. They're gonna make, That's my goat.
1: We're gonna give him a new badge. That's my goat. It's gonna, it's gonna be the Galaxy Opal badge for clutch shooter. That's he just never misses a shot when there's five seconds or less left. That's my goat. That's him. That's my goat. All right. Here. That
0: is Hemi Neutron right there.
1: <laughs> Timothy. All right. Let's go here for our awards. Most improved player. I got Bull Bull winning it. He's he's been he's been tearing it up like last year. He was averaging like a one point a game. He's averaging twelve point seven seven and 12.7 points seven and a half rebounds um one assist one block and half a steal i mean he has been doing a lot better than last year on 60 percent field goal percentage 40 percent from the three all the stuff is career highest for him i am who you got
0: for most improved <sighs> i don't know um i i guess right now anthony davis isn't a bad contender Cause he's, he's playing a lot better, like he did than he did last year. And so far, he's played more games to this point than last year. I don't know. It's it's hard to pick right now. Laura Markkinen, that's mine. Yeah. If I, if I had to really put a name to it, I think Laurie Markkinen, six man of the year. I got Christian
1: Wood wouldn't it. I didn't. Even, he shouldn't even be a sixth man. Facts. But apparently he is. He's averaging sixteen and a half
0: points. Dorian Finney-Smith and Dwight Powell are not better than <laughs> Christian Wood. That's wild. I don't how do you
1: how do you trade for Christian Wood? You give away Bogdan Marjanovic, or however you pronounce that name. Boban Marjanovic. Like, your franchise player right there, you give him away. For Christian and you're like, yeah, I'm going to put him on the bench. That doesn't make sense.
0: Boban Marjanovic is not a franchise player. He is. Don't be fooled.
1: He is. MVP in three years. I'll give him three years to get MVP. He's got
0: goofy years.
1: <laughs> Dude, he does have goofy ears.
0: Well, I mean, I guess what happens when you're like seven foot three. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: You see that picture of him like eating the basketball? Yeah. I'm, like all
0: the cl- that the video favorite. of him like holding the ball over Anthony Davis' heading and Anthony Davis like couldn't reach it because Anthony Davis is a tall guy. He's like six eleven, long wingspan, but Boban is just that much yeah. taller.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it makes it makes him look small. Facts. I Christian, um, Christian went anyway. He's averaging sixteen and a half points, seven and a half rebounds, one and a half assists. Um, half a block, half a steal, on um, 54% from the field, 41% from three, so I'm... Um,
0: That's, uh, all, uh, 54% from the field's pretty good, yeah. especially as a guy who actually, like, shoots jumpers and stuff, like, sure, you can say minute bowl shooting, or, ball ball, excuse me, shooting 60% from the field is good, but, I mean, it's all, like, layups. Yeah. And, like, nice post job. hooks. At seven foot 7 I'd hope you could shoot 60% from the field. Yeah. Um... I don't really have a candidate for six-man of the year right now. Really?
1: I'll uh, give you one. Jetty Osmond.
0: <laughs> um, if he starts playing better and he gets the touches,
1: yes. Yes. He had 22 points last night off the bench. Facts. Jetty Osmond. It was, like, all in the second half, My too. third course right there. Ricky of the year? Paulo. Paulo.
0: There, there is there is no yeah. other candidate. I mean, Benedict Mathurin from the Pacers, he's he's up there. Uh, he had 17 in against the Cavs. Um, I don't know. I I, I think Paulo is just going to run away with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's averaging twenty-one and a half points, seven and a half rebounds, three and a half assists. Uh, lots of people are getting like half of things, half a block, almost a steal. Forty-five percent from the field, twenty-five percent from Forty-five
0: percent from the field is horrendous, by the way. Yeah, that's not. And twenty-five percent from three. But he—he's a big man. He's a forward. Yeah. But like twenty-one points for a rookie—that's pretty good. I mean, I mean, who else is scoring on the ma- on the Magic though?
1: Victor Wembanyama next year. Wendell Carter. <laughs> Wendell Carter. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Brooke Lopez. That's who I got too. Two
0: point nine blocks. That's 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 insane. That. Two. He's had two games this year where he's had six blocks. That's yeah. insane. Like, and that's just from what I saw. I, I mean, there could there could be more. Yeah, it's crazy. Another dark
1: horse for DPOI, I, Anthony Davis. That boy, hold on. What's he getting? I know he's getting. Yeah, he's getting two point two blocks and one point three steals a game. And this dude is a big. That's a big man. Mm-hmm. get 1.3 steals a game
0: uh big Ben usually get a lot of steals uh bad passes and when you have a seven foot wingspan it's it's pretty easy to get in those passing lanes but that's impressive i think Anthony davis is a pretty dark horse yeah. uh, right now for dpoi yeah. if he if he really comes back and is playing well 100 percent thinks i think he could get it oh, yeah. he could win mvp and dpoi if he plays super well mm-hmm. like i think we all know he can uh, Clutch Player of the Year? That's really hard to That's really hard to put a name to right now. Yeah. I mean, we're thirty four games into it at most. That's That's hard to put yeah. a name to. I, um, got, I got Ronald Murray winning it. <laughs> Ronald Murray's probably dead. Oh no! I hope he's not. Hold up. Let's see how old Ronald Murray is. All Watch. Right. They're not even gonna know who it is. They're not even gonna know who Ronald Murray is. He's gonna pull up like some American him. professional basketball. See, player. he's a professional. He's a professional. He knows what he's doing. He, he knows what he's. He's OSHA certified. Yeah. Um, Ronald Flip Murray is a retired American professional basketball player who last played for um, somewhere in Lebanese. Oh, he's 43. Okay, he's not dead yet. See Good me. for him. He was drafted in the NBA in 2002. Second-round pick, 42nd overall. That um, was a
1: steal. That's a steal of the year.
0: Uh, he's six foot three, 200-pound point guard, slash shooting guard. Good for him. He's a go. I'm okay. not gonna lie. I thought he played like a long, long time ago. Yeah, same. I did not think. I never heard like of his recent. name before. He's like recent-ish. Yeah. Um, MVP, go.
1: Giannis. Donovan Mitchell. I like that.
0: If play. the cat Giannis winning MVP is just so boring. Yeah. He's in it every year. Yeah. And Donovan Mitchell is now kind of in a big market team. I mean, Utah is pretty big market. He made Utah big market, but like Cleveland is big time big market now i mean jared mm-hmm. allen evan mobley darius yeah. garland and like even guys who don't score much but are like really good players um osman kevin love Caris Levert, a lot of lamar stevens the the original um oh what what's it called the dog chain or whatever that, that they get oh yeah, yeah i know what you're talking about yeah it's like a gold chain it's got the Cavs c on it for those yeah. of you who don't know he he started it so i mean under i mean underdog whatever i don't know but um, Donovan Mitchell is my MVP. That, that makes my, sense. D- my dark horse MVP. That makes sense. I mean, if I pick... had to pick a top, Zion. My top is Zion. My dark horse is definitely Donovan Mitchell, especially if the Cavs finish top three and make a good playoff run, which That's I think true. they should.
1: Right? I mean, I, I got Giannis here. Just, you know, he's, he's first in the, he's first in the East right now. I mean, the numbers, they kind of speak for themselves. You know, 31 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, a block and a steal. Uh, 53% shooting, 25% from three, which really isn't great. But That's Giannis horrible. also, Giannis isn't expected to take threes. He's not the guy. That's why you got Chris Middleton on your team. That's why you got the Drew Holidays on your team. And Brooke Lopez he and can, the Brook Lopez, he can
0: shoot that thing for real.
1: Robin, not Robin Lopez. I was at the Cavs game last night. He got subbed in. And I thought it was Brook Lopez for some reason. The brain fart. I they was like, "Let's no- go, Brook."
0: That they look nothing alike. I know. I was being dumb. You could tell me they were brothers without me knowing they were brothers, and I wouldn't believe you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> biggest disappointment, player wise, Chet Holmgren. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't even get to make his NBA debut this year. He got hurt uh, in a summer league game. Because those games are just so very intense.
1: Yeah. Very intense. Very le- intense. Like, LeBron drove on this dude one time, and his whole like, leg got blown out. Or whatever year.
0: I, I don't think LeBron was playing a summer league game. He was. It maybe, was. I swear. Maybe 25 years ago. No, I swear it was LeBron. LeBron drove on well, him. Was it a preseason game?
1: No, it was like the Drew League or something.
0: Oh, oh, oh! It was in a Drew. Lee? I thought it was a summer league game.
1: No, it was Drew. Oh, ah. Lebron drove on this dude. Oh
0: no, you're right. I remember that now. <laughs> I Remember that's right. He drove
1: on him and had him out for the season.
0: <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know what to say to that. That's embarrassing. That's bad. Maybe dude. he need he need to, he need to get on my meal plan. He need to gain some weight. <laughs> I probably more than him, and I'm like a whole foot shorter than Holmgren. Um. Uh, some big trades that could happen. Kyle Kuzma back to LA, obviously. Demar Derozan back to Toronto. Hey, does Demar want to <laughs> go back to Toronto? I, I think he would
1: want to go back to. Toronto. I
0: don't know, uh, yeah, I don't know that, yeah. that. Questionable.
1: Do they still have the GM that traded
0: him? Yes, they do. Simon Jury. Oh, you know him? Yeah, we're homies. We get coffee every once in a while. Really? No, oh. I just know his name. Okay. <laughs> I only know that because um. In the 2019 finals when the Raptors were playing the Warriors, I remember Masai Ujiri came out talking about how um, people were like – somebody like w- – he had like all their credentials on or whatever to go in the court for the Raptors won the finals, and nobody would let him. The security oh. wouldn't let him. That's the only reason I know his name. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Not a good look by the Warriors' uh, security detail. Yeah. Uh, John Collins to Utah. That's the kind of player that they need. Yeah, I think if you put him there, you can play him at the four and Lauren Merkin at the five. That's a pretty good small forward power forward combo right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Collins, he'll give him that that big time uh, lob threat like they had with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Larron Merkin does not dunk that much, even though he's six foot eleven. Embarrassing. Uh, Miles Turner to New Orleans. I think Miles Turner could go anywhere, uh, except. A handful of teams who already have you know that center position locked up. Miles Turner could go to L.A. I think he'd he'd fit really well in L.A. Everyone would fit well in L.A. <laughs> Facts. You could give LeBron, dude. You, you could, could le- give, you could give LeBron a fifth grader and he'd make it work.
1: I bet you I could probably look up a picture of Ronald Murray in a Lakers jersey and somebody made a Photoshop edit of that.
0: Hundred percent.
1: Every player in the league, man. Someone's been fantasizing on their team.
0: If not, you're a Photoshop guru. That's all you, brother. Yeah. I'll do that. I'll make
1: a Ronald Murray edit, and I'll make it the thumbnail for one of our episodes. I'll make it our profile picture.
0: That's a good idea. That's going to be our inside joke, is Ronald Murray's the guy? <laughs> you heard it here first,
1: people. I'll I'll hang up a picture
0: of him right there so we remember.
1: Yeah. He's every, every
0: time we sit here, we get to look up and look at a picture of Ronald Murray in a Lakers jersey. <laughs> um, something I bet you guys didn't think we were going to talk about, the World Cup. Argentina came with the win against France.
1: My friend Noah, he's, uh, he's um, a, tra- uh, what's it? For an exchange student from France, he's he's coming here. He was kind of devastated. I saw it on my friend's story. I feel bad for him. No, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. But um, honestly, uh, people are saying Messi's the goat now, hands down, over Ronaldo. I gotta agree. This guy has argue. he has uh, completed the game.
0: Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's, done done he's, done done he's done it. He's done everything. He's done it all. There is no. I mean, there is still. There's always gonna be a debate. But like when they both are, when it's all said and done. I think Messi's gonna gonna win it. That's and that's the same thing with like the Michael Jordan LeBron debate, which we should do sometime. You should. That's gonna be that'll be a long episode too. <laughs> we're at an hour and
1: seventeen Jeez. minutes. All right, we should probably hurry up then. We got fantasy, right. everything going on. You know, will Mark Andrews pick it up this season? No. He is No. I don't no. I don't think he will. <laughs> no. I have I have started this tight end so many games and he has just gotten like four points with two receptions and forty eight yards.
0: Like, this, I... <sighs> Welcome to the Lamar Jackson exper- experience. Yeah. Mark I, Andrews should hit free agency and just leave. Yeah. He's not going to do anything with Baltimore. They don't have... They have a well-constructed defense, and that's it. Their offense is not good. Their receivers are horrible. Their running backs are horrible. Their offensive line is above average. Yeah. But Lamar... Eh, they can do better. They can yeah. do better. Uh, Replacements for Jonathan Taylor off the waiver wire. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, for sure. Mm-hmm. If, if your league
1: hasn't picked it up, you know, now is the time with um, the Ravens. They're going to be potentially out with their quarterback, Lamar Jackson, here, which means that I mean they're they're trying. I think if the Browns are still in the hunt, the Ravens are still in the hunt for a playoff spot too, correct?
0: Yeah, the Ravens have a better chance than the Browns, though. Yeah,
1: so I think if the Ravens really want to make the playoffs without this quarterback, they need to run the ball. J.K. Dobbins, I will be surprised if he doesn't get touches. I'd pick him up if you can. I'd start him. I, I see him getting, like – 18 points
0: it's good to run the ball with a quarterback like tyler huntley i mean it's going to run the, run the ball with any young quarterback because it's it'll slow the game down but it also it also like it'll wear down the clock and you can set yourself up for good play action and you know when you do pass it it doesn't have to be very long and it can it can work you just gotta you just gotta run the ball and then throw a play action at them and a couple more passes, and then you get right back to it, and you'll just drain the clock. It'll take, it'll keep your defense on the sideline. It'll keep their defense on the field. It'll wear them out, and by the time you get down to the red zone, they're tired, and you know you got your guys are still relatively fresh because you're not, you know, running 30 yards downfield because of a big pass play. You know your big hogs up front can, can kind of recuperate themselves a little bit. I know how it is. It
1: <laughs> Next up here, I so got like, laughed at for saying this, by the way, Zach. Moss.
0: Who laughed at you for saying that? You. I did not do you that. You did. I'm being wrongfully accused.
1: You said Zach Moss. <coughs> I plead the fifth. No. He's lying. Don't listen to him. Believe me. Zach Moss, you know, with Jonathan Taylor out, a struggling Colts offense, you know, Matt Ryan. He's probably not going to be playing this game because he's going to be too, bu- too busy. I'm crying and uh, fixing his eye makeup because of it. So, Zach Moss, he's going to get the touches. He's going to get the rushes. Jonathan Taylor's out. So he's he's gonna be that guy that's gotta step up here. And honestly, I'd be really surprised if they didn't if
0: they don't give him the touches that he needs. Yeah, I mean, it's a good offensive line. Uh uh Quentin Nelson is probably one of the best offensive guards in all of football. Sure I'm behind him. Their offensive line, even besides that,'s pretty good. It's their overall, their entire line from left tackle to right tackle, it's, it's all they're all like basically above average. Just run the ball, let him get his touches and even throw it to him. I mean, get some receiving yards, some mm. receiving touchdowns, I mean. So what you can do with running backs now, you know, before it used to be all running backs could do is run up the middle, run outside, but now you can get crafty with them.
1: Yeah. And my last guy here, I got Adam Thielen of the Minnesota Vikings. I was gonna do something crazy like scream Minnesota Vikings, but I couldn't think of a way to do it. Adam Thielen here. I th- I see him getting some some touches here. Um with Justin Jefferson, it's gonna be obviously it's always gonna be tough when you wing. And,
0: J- and TJ Hawkinson.
1: And T J. Hawkinson. But, I mean, I really see um, – who are they going against this week? Who they, are they going against? I don't even know.
0: Not a clue. Not a,
1: Okay. Hold up. Hold up. I did write down that they were struggling defense, though. So, that must mean it's in somebody not good. Hold up. We're, we're going to find out.
0: We're going to find out right now. They play the Giants, Giants Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Psh. Start Adam Thielen. Right Start now. T.J. Hawkinson. Start, Start, Start Dalvin Cook. I'm already starting Dalvin Cook. And I put Dalvin
1: Cook and Justin Jefferson in my lineup this morning.
0: That's a good idea. <laughs> I'm not benching
1: Justin Jefferson again. I'm not taking any risk anymore.
0: And uh, is that all? Is that all? I'm going to go over some injury report. Uh, a lot of these are pretty much known, but some of these are relatively new. Shall I take it away? Sure. Uh, the Bills' edge rusher Von Miller lateral meniscus tear. He's out. I think till the playoffs, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, Bills safety Michael Hyde on the IR with herniated disc in his neck. That doesn't Ooh. sound good. Ouch. Bills corner or Bengals corner Chidobe Awuzie has a torn ACL. He's out for the year. Uh, that sucks for them. He's one of the top graded PFF corners uh, this year and last year. Um, Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray, the cod boy. Uh, he's on IR with a knee injury. Cowboys right tackle Terrence Steele uh, tore his ACL and his MCL. So that's nice. Cowboys nose tackle Jonathan Hankins is out to the playoffs and that's only important not not biased he's one of the better run stuffers and once the Cowboys like when we picked him up he played he was playing really well and we were actually stuffing the run a lot better our run defense got a lot better but losing him it's kind of struggled Cowboys middle linebacker Vayne, Leighton Layton Der Esch was having a really good like bounce back year um he was a pro bowler once uh dealt with some injuries back in 2019 but he's kind of he's kind of getting back to that form. but he's out with a shoulder injury he took a a stinger, like a you know, big head on somebody and he like hurt his neck or something like that. I don't know, that's what they were saying. Eagles safety, C.J. Gardner-Johnson was placed on IR. 49ers, Debo Samuel uh, is out with an ankle and knee injury for the next several weeks. Colts running back, Jonathan Taylor, out for the year with an ankle injury. And Eagles quarterback, Jalen Hurts, is questionable for Saturday versus Dallas with a sprained shoulder sustained in the Bears game. Thank you, Chicago. <laughs> I really appreciate it.
1: Can we get a quick moment of silence for anybody that drafted Jonathan Taylor one in fantasy?
0: Thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, what did he rush for? 1,800 yards last year, and I don't think he broke a thousand this year. I don't think so. No. Was, if he did, it was barely. Yeah. But I think that's all. I think we got it. Yeah. I think we covered everything. A lot fun. longer than we expected. But, a little bit. But um, we'll we'll figure out how to manage the time um a little bit better next time, and maybe we'll maybe we'll break everything up a little bit more next time. So thank you for listening. This was the On The Run Sports Podcast with your host, Cameron Palmer, and my co-host, Diesel Cooney. We'll see you guys next time.